0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome. This is Vit Friends Podcast. I am Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vit Friends Vidalago Support Community. We are a national organization. Uh, we're celebrating 10 years of hosting our podcast with 130 episodes under our belt. And we are so excited this year to be sponsored by My Vitiligo's team. Uh, Today I'm excited to welcome you on my show, which is entitled The Journey with Vitiligo. I have a special guest um, that I will be introducing to you momentarily, but I wanted to remind you that we have added an addition to our podcast Um, Our new podcast host is Tiffany Grant of New York City with her show called uh, It's Called Vitaligo." And so be on the lookout for that Um, starting next week, I believe, she'll host her very first show. And also you'll be hearing from my partner in crime, Mark Braxton of North Carolina, with his show entitled living life and love with vitiligo. So, again, be on the lookout for what we're doing in this community. Again, we're celebrating World Vitiligo Day this weekend. It's June. It's Vitiligo Awareness Month, and lots of things are happening. And so today with me, I am delighted to introduce a very special friend, a dear friend of mine. Um, I think we connected maybe 2014, 15, 16, whatever it was, but we have a connection. Um, spiritually, as you can tell, vitiligo is a connection as well. But we're going to jump in today, and we'll hear live now from Mrs. Diane Trivet. She is the president and CEO of Houston Vitiligo Awareness Movement. Welcome, Diane. How are you? Diane, are you there? Welcome, Diane. How are you? Welcome. Good to have you. I'm great. Thank you. You're fading away a little bit. So let's, let's jump in. We want to know all there is to know or as much as you will tell us. Who is Diane? Married, life, journey, work. Tell us as much as you'd love us to know before we go into asking you about Vitiligo. Who is Diane?
1: Oh, well, can you hear me? First of all, let me make sure you can hear me. Okay. (laughs) So Diane is a, I'm a wife of 23 years to my husband, Patrick. I'm a mother of six three of my own biological kids and three of my bonus children. I have ten grandchildren from those six, well, from five of them, well, four of them. <laughs> and, um, I, I mean, I'm an author. I, I advocate not only for vitiligo. I'm a family advocate for Alzheimer's awareness. Um, I'm a teacher, a special education teacher here in Houston in the Fort Bend Independent School District. Oh, I I produce plays. I mean, God has just let me
0: do a lot of things
1: um, to reach a lot of people in various ways, and I'm just excited.
0: And did you add model, model to that list? Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I did not add model. Well, yes, model should be on there as well. Thank God for that one, too.
0: Something I never thought I would be doing. (laughs) Yes. Well, we give God praise for that. Let's go on into how long have you had vitiligo? Did you know of vitiligo? Th- is there family history of vitiligo? Tell us a little about that.
1: Okay. So um, there is no family history in, um, um, on neither of my parents' side that we know of, of anyone having vitiligo. I was diagnosed around the age of 10 years old. Um, at that time, I was in a private school, and um, – My mom noticed that I had a little in the middle of my forehead and started watching it and then noticed that it started spreading. So she took me to see our family doctor, and our family doctor told her that she needed to take take me to see a dermatologist, and that's what she did, and that's where I was diagnosed with actually having vitiligo, which we had never heard of. And, in fact, the dermatologist that we saw, who's a renowned um, dermatologist, historically now, um, he was the one that told us, and he said he had never seen a case with a child as young as I was at that time.
0: Wow. So here you are 10 years old. What did he recommend that you try? What sort of treatments did he give to you?
1: So initially, um we did the – I did a trisoralin, which is I, – I had to take this pill, which I remember, and it was just the worst-tasting pill I remember taking. And I had to take this pill daily, and then I was supposed to sit out in the sun for two hours. I am mm. from Chicago, so there wasn't sun all the time. <laughs> but wow. um, I did that, and every other week I would have to go to his office, and they would do the um, UV light treatment. And I did that probably for – a couple of years maybe, and I just got tired. I told my mom I felt like, you know, when you're that young and your friends are outside playing and having fun and you're sitting on a porch for two hours trying to get sun, and from my perspective as a kid, I'm like, I just felt like I was getting darker in my dark spots, You know, my darker places in my dark, my melanin, and um, the spots were just standing out even more. So I eventually asked my mom, could I just stop the treatment, and she allowed me to stop. She said that's what
0: I wanted. She allowed me to stop. Wow. But trying the the treatment for that period of time, did you see any change?
1: Um, From what I recall, because that's like 50 years ago almost, (laughs) um, I don't remember me. Um, as a kid what I saw was my my dark skin getting darker, getting darker and right. spots being more prevalent. Yeah. And right. sitting in the sun again wasn't fun, of course. So um I don't recall seeing and I'm sure that if there was some prog I mean if there was something where there, I was repigmenting repigmenting I'm pretty sure that my um mom would not have allowed me to stop but I think she saw you know it wasn't helping in, nothing, I, and nothing. the fact that he said there wasn't a cure right you know, she just said right. if that's what she wants to do I'm not going to make her do it and she right. let me stop.
0: Now 10 years old. I'm trying to picture a mm-hmm. 10-year-old. I've, I've dealt with kindergartners for over 20 years. So I'm trying to picture a 10-year-old. You're making friends. How is that? Listen, mm-hmm. in this today, we're in this serious era of bullying. How is it, can you yeah. remember any of that 10-year-old oh, yeah. period and adjusting to this new new thing? Um,
1: so I can really vividly, and the reason is only because when my was started, I was in private school, as I said, and so the kids there they kind of saw it coming the spot as they started, but um, I lost my dad um a few uh, not a, maybe a couple of years before then, and um my mom had to transfer us to a public school, and um I remember the first day of school, so Think of it as this 10-year-old ten, girl who was doing really great, you know, with her friends, um, where she was, and then a couple of years later, here you are, you're coming from public school going into, a, I mean, private school into public school, and I walk in, and I'm I'm excited. I remember mm-hmm. I can see myself going up the stairs to my class, everything. I can see it just as vividly right now, and excited mm-hmm. about going to school and walking the class, and I will never forget that when I walked in there was a girl sitting at the front. I still remember her name to this day and her mouth just dropped in all like like she was shocked like and I knew at that moment things I knew what she was mm. looking at and I knew things were getting ready to be different for me and they were wow. I started getting teased I would get called bleach eye spot zebra um, the boys would cut out their notebook paper and put it up to their eyes because at the time I had it around my eyes. So they would say raccoon or whatever. Lisa. I mean, it was horrible and I just wanted to go home. Every day I just hated going to school. I hated it. Yeah. So, you know, eventually of course, you know, it it it, it becomes it phases out because you know my mom wasn't the one that was gonna say you can stay home you're going to school
0: right <laughs> um, you're right. gonna
1: have to face it and so I went to school and eventually you start making friends and but it wasn't immediate and but then when anything happened that was their go to to call you know I was not a dumb kid I was one of the smarties and that didn't help <laughs> right so right. Um, yeah so that was what their their tactic was to really. Hit me hard with anything that had to do with my vitiligo.
0: And and this is why we we love to do um, these shows because people will see you today in your modeling, in your art, you know doing all mm. of the things that you're doing, and they have no clue as to what your journey was like. The teasing, exactly. the and the paper around the eye, have no clue. But look at None look, at look how far you've come. Look how far you've come. You know, yes, ma'am, so, yes, ma'am. Adolescents, moving into junior high, moving into high school, boyfriends, talk about some of those those times in your life,
1: so it was weird I was sharing with someone the other day that I remember saying, "I'm never gonna have a boyfriend, I'm never gonna get married, I'm never gonna have kids because of this littleigo. I really felt that way, and I never had a problem. Um with boys, in terms of them being attracted to me, I think it was that self esteem thing that nobody wants some- nobody would want someone that looked like me mm. but every the guys that I did date um in high school and it's not like it was a lot. I had one boyfriend in middle school, one boyfriend in high school, one well one person in college that's just, that's just how I was raised but I just never thought, but they would always say they didn't see. You know, they would like it, it never occurred to them to think about it. And I'm like, how do you not see that? But it was me beating myself up more than anything that I didn't realize that people can look beyond and see your heart. They can see you're a great person, you're a sweet person, you're That's this, right. you're that, and That's I just right. didn't see that. You know. Well, but I'm fast forward. I'm I'm married to a great supportive husband now I have a wonderful family supportive family and um, I just anybody that feels that way I just encourage them to know that God has somebody for everybody
0: amen amen so from the treatments that you used back then to when you say it was about high school college did you ever revert back to treatments, or when did you get into makeup then
1: so my mom was very strict um, up until I graduated out of high school, actually even after that. <laughs> and so makeup was not one of those things that she um, permitted early on. I think when I went to – the first time I was really allowed to wear makeup was um, for my senior prom, um, and we found Dermablend at that time. Mm-hmm. And Dermablend was our go-to for um, for – from – high school and moving forward for a while, and I wore makeup, I covered, I mean, I just covered, it was, it made me comfortable, and I was a girly girl, and I always wanted to wear it, so as I got older, of course, it wasn't any, a big thing, I knew I was using it to cover up, but at the same time, I knew that that was just what you do as a
0: girl, so. Right, right. So you you made it through high school. You you made it through college. And mm-hmm. let's go to the first serious relationship that would eventually pan out to your first marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I didn't change the timer on this show. I apologize. It looks like we, we don't have much longer. But tell me about support groups. How did you get involved in, a, in forming a support group? So um, in 2016, I posted
1: a video of um, myself talking about my vitiligo. I don't even remember what triggered it. I just remember doing it. And Perry Whaley out of Atlanta, who was with Vitiligo Bond at the time, um, approached me and said that they were doing this 30 City Be the True You tour and asked me if I'd be interested. Sure, Um And he told me a little bit about it, and I said, yeah. Now, take it that I was the only one here in Houston that I knew with Vitiligo. So when he approached me, and it turned from would I be interested into, yeah, I'll do it, and then being the first stop on the tour, I'm like, oh, okay, and when is that going to happen? This was like December 2016, April 2017 was when they wanted to do it. I was like, God, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody. I said yes to something that I don't even know what I'm going to do. But I am a firm believer that when God, when it's your purpose and God has called you to it, where there's his vision or a vision, he will provide and he will give the provision. And I promised you when I told Perry that I would do it, I walked into a post office and a young lady was coming out. You guys probably know her. She was CC. She was coming out. She had vitiligo. My husband and I went out to dinner. Our waitress had been It It's like they were. It was just everywhere. People would just tell me. It just all came together. It were people at my church I didn't know had it.
0: Wow. And in Stand April, April
1: eighth, two thousand seventeen, we had our first event here, and from that day forward, we were the Houston Vitiligo Awareness Movement.
0: Awesome, awesome. And and then it was so wonderful. To, were you you were in Detroit with us, correct?
1: Yes, yes,
0: that was my very first – I wanted to do the
1: 2016, but I was um, committed to another engagement in Los Angeles that I couldn't get out of, and Mm -hmm. so 2017 – I mean, 2017 was my first um, conference, and it was the most life-changing experience for me, and I knew I did not ever want to miss one from that day forward. It was like – you walk in a room and you see, it's like I told my husband, I cried. I remember crying that night because I was like, you walk in and you see people who look like you and who understand what you're going through and you're happy and you're hugging and you're like, you are seeing people on social media and you're finally meeting them face to face and you're just excited. And so it was one of the best experiences ever. I, I'm just so grateful for being there that year. I'm just so grateful. Yeah.
0: And, oh, my goodness, fast forward to 2019, and wow. I just watched the video um, this week. I just watched that video this week, and every chance I got to see you someplace in that hall, I believe you had tears in your eyes. What was that experience like hosting us for
1: 2019? Wow. It was unbelievable. I. I, I mean, first of all, being two years old, as we say for HVM, we were two years old, and to be given that opportunity to host in here in Houston, or in Sugar Land, should I say, was first of all just a blessing. You know, we were we were we were excited. We really were, but it was a lot of work. But it was a labor of love that we would never have. Tra- we would never trade in for anything to see it all come you know you know Valerie trying to plan it you are all over the place you're nervous you want everything to be just right and yeah. you're working from the time that you you're told to the day of the event until the day the event's over but it yeah. was just climatic for us you know to do that and have our family come to where we live and see Houston or Sugarland and um just experience a taste of Texas. And so it just was, it was, it was, it was just amazing. And I love the fact that we had an opportunity to share the vision of talking about the mental wellness of living with vitiligo. You know, the medical side is important, definitely, but the mental wellness was really critical for me to talk about. And I'm just glad we had that opportunity to, you know, make that part of um, the theme for that year.
0: Yeah. Well, I said it then. I'll say it again. Well done. Job well done for Anubi and for, you know, um, for me when I was asked, my heart said yes, and there was no way I was going to go back from let's go to Houston. My heart said yes. And we can all look back and say, wow, exciting, enjoyable, overwhelming. You guys you guys put the 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 red um mat to welcome Matt out and we were all <laughs> welcomed in more ways than one. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't do it by Thank myself, you. I have to say that. I couldn't do it by myself. I have a great
1: team of ladies oh, yeah. that work with me and I oh, just yeah. love them and we they pulled out all the stops with us. So we I'm just grateful for everybody that was part of the team.
0: Well, listen, um we appreciate you um Of course, we've missed 2020, we've missed 2021, but we have high hopes for 2022. And um, what's next for Houston? Well, actually, um,
1: Saturday, we will be doing our very first face-to-face since 2020 or something like, where was in 2000 early mm-hmm. 2020, we'll be doing our first face-to-face on Saturday to celebrate World Vitiligo Day. Awesome. Um, we're going to meet together and we're going to look at the conference online together outside. We have a, uh, where we're going to be and we have a bunch of new people that join that'll be there and our old family members and we're just going to come together, you know, it's of course we'll be careful of social distancing but it's just going to be good to see everybody again awesome. so that's on our radar right now and then we'll be we'll have some other things coming up later on in the year um, that we'll be sharing soon too
0: yeah well I want to say um, that it's been a pleasure knowing you and I, I look forward to what the future holds for us as a community um, yeah expanding um, lots are happening. Some things we can't give it all away, but I, I, I have high hopes for you um, as you continue to lead Houston and be a strong voice for this community. I look forward to continuing to work with you, um, doing some other things. Um, yes, ma'am. I'm you were so it, Val.
1: You know, you were my first contact, so you know I'm excited as well. So.
0: Well, I'm I'm always honored when you say that, that I was your first contact. And God God knows how to put things in order because um, you have been an inspiration and a blessing to me. So I'm glad that I was that first contact for you. Um, I'm noticing some trouble with um, technology here. So I am going to um, say that we will continue part two of this. Um and hopefully part two, um, Patrick will be available. But I thank you for giving me this time today. I don't know what's thank happening you with so technology. Much. We're trying to make so many changes and, and do so many things with our broadcast because it's now reaching um so many places thanks to Mark Braxton who is tracking where we're going. We're international at this point. So Amen. I believe we awesome. need to upgrade our system. But continue, please, to pray for us as we do the same for you. We love you much on this side of town. We love you, too. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Talk to you soon.
0: Yes. Bye-bye now. So there you have it with some technical difficulties, my conversation, brief conversation with uh, Diane Tribbett of Houston, Texas, and the Houston Villaliga Awareness Movement. Continue to celebrate. Villaligal Awareness Month, we love you from Big Friends Villaligal Support Community. Bye-bye now.